Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. We need energy for everything, including our running. So today we're going to give you an overview of the key nutrients needed as building blocks in energy production, so you can have high levels of energy for everything you need to do. Welcome to the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner mini-series. Please join Aileen Smith and Karen Campbell, nutritionist friends and runners. During the mini-series, we'll be spotlighting key challenges women face as they approach midlife. Women tell us that they're really uncomfortable with the way their body shape is changing and are noticing how their energy levels and running performance is suffering too. So it's our mission to help women be in great shape, bypass midlife health challenges and continue to enjoy their running. So we've designed our Healthy Woman Healthy Runner method and that's for the woman who requires the most time efficient and easy method to be the best she can be. During each mini episode we'll be helping you take some easy action. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Aileen and Karen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Hi everybody, welcome. I'm Aileen and today I'm here with Karen again. And today we're going to talk about energy. I'm going to look at an overview of some of the key nutrients that we require as building blocks so that we can actually produce energy. So having energy for everything is a really important topic within the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method because we all want energy for everything. You know, we've all got a lot going on. We want to enjoy uh, running, having a busy lifestyle and being able to do everything that life demands of us. So we do need energy for everything. Um, so we would, uh, as always, ask you to listen till the end of the episode because we've got a special invitation for you and uh, we'll make that at the end. So hi, Karen, let's get started. How are you today? Yes, I'm fine. Thanks, Aileen. Like you say, let's let's get going. Okay. So um the first question is, could you outline what you think are the, the most important key nutrients for energy production? Yes, I think the four that I think are important would be um, iron, magnesium, the B vitamin complex, which includes vitamin B12, and also copper. Right. So names of uh, nutrients that people probably be aware of and ones that we've spoken about in, in previous episodes. Um, so I think, Karen, it would be good if we could just go through them one by one. Tell us a little bit more about each nutrient and how they influence energy production. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. So um, starting with iron, most of us are probably aware of its major role in haemoglobin production and also the um, transport of oxygen in the body. However, 
there are some iron dependent reactions occurring at cellular level in the production of energy as well. So iron is key in many different ways um, in, in the production of energy. Right. So when you say cellular level, what you're speaking about there, Karen, is the mitochondria and the Krebs cycle. And some people might have heard of the Krebs cycle. It's sometimes called the citric acid cycle. Um, and that's where, you know, it's a, it's the a cycle of, um, reactions really that, that create energy. And it involves the electron transport chain. And that's where our macronutrients, the macronutrients we eat, carbohydrate, fat and protein, fat and protein are used to make energy, but they're not actually used as macronutrients. They've already been broken down into um, glucose, amino acids, and fatty acids, which are, are metabolized into energy. Um, so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about cellular processes, isn't it, Karen? Yeah, exactly that, Aileen. And, and the mitochondria are found within all cells of the body. And, um, and they're often known as our energy powerhouses, as the energy production cycle that you've just spoken about, the Krebs cycle occurs within the mitochondria. And within them, so within those mitochondria, there are enzymes that require heme to function so hence why the the need for iron in that that production in that energy cycle at cellular level and it is interesting actually because it has been found that runners tend to have more mitochondria than their sedentary counterparts and distance runners appear to have even more so the more energy required for running the more mitochondria are produced and are present. So this is one of the, you know, we speak sometimes, Aileen, in the podcast about physiological adaptations to training. And this is, is one of one of those um, adaptations that can occur. Yeah, and we, I always remember um, the mitochondria being described as, I think, factories of, of energy. You call them powerhouses mm-hmm. there. So, you know, you can imagine the more energy you require, the more mitochondria uh, you require too. So, yeah. so what about magnesium, Karen? How does that um, play a part in the energy production? Yeah, so you were just saying, Aileen, that our, our macronutrients are metabolized into energy. And those units of energy are known as ATP, so adenosine triphosphate. And they need, so these, these sort of um, units of energy need to be bound to magnesium to be biologically active. And also, additional to that, there are, that Krebs cycle we've been speaking about, there are actually eight steps within it um, to produce the ATP, so that um, energy currency. And magnesium is required in six out of the eight steps. So, so you can see magnesium is actually really powerful in producing our power. Yeah, I mean, magnesium is a really sophisticated mineral, isn't it? And uh, we've talked about that an awful lot. And uh, it's used in so many different reactions around the body, you know, something between 700 and 800 enzyme reactions. So that's Mm. quite phenomenal. And we do need a lot of magnesium. And and Mm. as we know, magnesium is one of those minerals that gets depleted with stress. And, um, you know, obviously running is a stressor as well as as well as all the other yes. stressors in our life. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you can see why, you know, you might be in a depleted state and that would then affect your energy production. So that's quite a good um, link, isn't it, Karen, to mm-hmm. think it about is. there. 
Um, so we could look at the B vitamin complex quickly before we move on to copper. Um, Karen, I know you mentioned that magnesium was utilized in six out of the eight steps in the Krebs cycle. Um, well, it, the, the B complex is, is like a family of B vitamins. And at least one of the B complex vitamins is utilized in every step of the cycle uh, and of ATP production. So the, there are five principal B vitamins that are required in energy pr um, production. Uh, so there's got quite a, a list of them. There's theamine, re riboflavin, niacin, pantothenic acid. Uh, I can never say this one, methylcobalamin. <laughs> Better yeah. known as B12, so it's easier to say yes, B12. Much easier. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's. I just wanted to explain when people might want to know what is the B vitamin complex. So it's actually a family of B vitamins, and they they're a collection of vitamins which uh, of which there are many, and we tend to speak to them speak about them as a complex because they generally work in a sort of synergistic fashion, so not usually in isolation. Um, you might find that there's a specific B vitamin maybe used in a particular reactional function, but they do tend to work together. Uh, one of my nutritional friends, um, Lisa, if she's listening, always refers to them as the B vitamin boy band. <laughs> so that always makes me laugh I like when, I think of, when I think of the B vitamin complex. I always remember Lisa uh, describing them like that. So, um, mm. yeah, so they work together um, predominantly rather than individually, although, you know, there may be some instances when support for a particular B vitamin uh, may be required. Um, so that's a, a little insight into B vitamins. So often when people are running low on energy, um, sometimes it's it's necessary to actually prescribe some uh, B vitamins uh, as a supplement. Okay, Karen. So the, the next one on the list to talk about is copper. So what's the significance with copper? Yeah, so in a nutshell, Aileen, really copper is involved in that final step of ATP, ATP production. And that's where oxygen is reduced to form water. And when this occurs, it releases free energy and copper is really important in that reaction. So, so really, you know, I think this just kind of shows how complex the production of energy is, but hopefully it's given people a bit of an insight into the importance of, of all the key nutrients at every stage of its production. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I think my, my reflection on that is that we, if we eat uh, a wide variety of foods, um, we're probably going to get everything that we need, but occasionally there's, um, depletion uh, just because of things that are going on in our lives or they might be through illness and we might need to supplement with some of these nutrients just to uh, top up the nutrient pool if we need it. So so as you say, Karen, it's a really complex subject, but just to summarize, um, energy is produced in the mitochondria, which are found in every cell in the body. Um, there are several steps in energy in the energy production cycle. And um, as you mentioned, iron, magnesium, copper, and the B vitamins are required in at least one of the steps, but much more often they're being involved in several steps. Um, so it's probably, you know, that's the reason why we need to really focus on these nutrients and understand that having optimal levels will really help us fuel that energy for everything. Um, because that's crucial and, and that's really why energy for everything forms quite a big part of the 
healthy woman, healthy runner method because it's pretty crucial to us uh, having the life that we want. Um, so, so Karen, could we sort of move on now and think about uh, the impact on a midlife runner in particular if these key nutrients were suboptimal? And um, what sort of insights could you share with us? Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. So, so clearly, if one of these micronutrients were to be suboptimal, then tiredness would occur and potentially fatigue would then ensue. And I think it's important to bear in mind that many midlife uh, female runners may be in early perimenopause, and that's where there might be some excessive blood loss. Uh, due to that, the fluctuating hormones during that time. So this could potentially lead to iron insufficiency and could potentially lead to a deficiency. Um, so, so again, that would then affect energy production as well as um, the oxygen transport in the body. So I think midlife uh, female runners need to bear that in mind. Mm, yeah, and, and as I said earlier, you know, we're, we're at the time of life where we've probably got having a busy life. You know, we've got work, family, older parents, all these kind of things can add a stress load and trigger a stress response. Um, and as I said earlier, often chronic stress can deplete um, many nutrients, including magnesium and B5, the pentothenic acid, which we mentioned, both of which are key for energy production. So um, you can see that it's, um, you know, there are factors that could lead to depletion and depletion could lead to uh, running on low energy. Yeah, exactly. And sort of thinking about the effects on running from that low energy, it could lead to poor recovery from your training, that increased risk of injury, and also the increased risk of illness as well, especially the upper respiratory tract infections, urinary infections, and also colds and flus, which can be quite prevalent in distance. And again, especially the, the long distance runner, but also tiredness and feet. Sorry, can't get my words out. Tiredness and fatigue can often lead to poor food choices as well, which will add to that feeling of lethargy due to the impact that it has on the insulin and the and the blood sugar levels. So lots to think about for mm -hmm. the, the midlife female runner, I would say. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I'm sort of imagining a sort of downward spiral really here, you know, there's various different points where there's energy leaks and uh, energy depletions that are going to have a knock-on effect. And and also, you know, another area that it can have a knock-on effect with is the is body composition, which again can impact on, on running performance. You know, when you were talking about poor food choices and, uh, you know, that leading to probably um, – weight gain and fat gain and maybe it's not feeling as good as we could do. Um, and we've, we've talked, um, about many of these, um, issues in, in other episodes. Um, and in particular, we focused on this in episode two of the healthy woman, um, healthy runner mini series. Um, so this is sort of an add on uh, to that episode. So it's probably a good one to, uh, listen back to back just to so that you can understand how the, the two, um, topics are, are sort of joined together. Um, and we also discuss the impact of stress and a poor diet in health and running in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner uh, free training that we do. Um, so if you, that's something of interest to you, um, we'll give you some details at the end of the episode and then you can 
join us live to get a little bit more information. Okay, so let's summarize, Karen. So um, before we move on to um, me asking you about what we can do nutritionally uh, to optimize the intake of these key nu nutrients, um, I suppose the overall outcome of these reduced levels of nutrients, whatever the reason is, would be that we would have low energy and fatigue, and that ultimately is going to affect our running performance. Um, and also because of um, women in this midlife stage, um, particularly uh, the mid midlife runners, we need to take into consideration the impact of the perimenopause and that ongoing stress on mic micronutrient status. All right. So thinking now about nutrients, um, as I said, we, we do cover a bit of this in episode two of the series. Um, Karen, can you um, tell us a little bit about the key foods that people should focus on to make sure that we've got optimal levels of these different uh, nutrients? Yeah, sure, Aileen. So, so starting with iron. Um, now, again, iron is a, is a nutrient that is discussed very often, really, in the world of sports nutrition, and especially within the female sector of sports. Um, but we also discuss it um, in, in a lot of detail in episode five, um, titled Iron Women, which I really love that title. Um, so, so here, really, we'll just give everybody an outline of the, of the key foods to consider. Okay, it was actually episode 25, if anybody's looking for what it. What did I um, say? You said episode five, but it's okay. Oh, did I? Oh, I do yeah. apologize. <laughs> no, so it's episode 25, Iron Woman. Um, so look out for that one. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose people, when we're thinking about iron um, containing foods, we think about red meat and especially liver. Um, and that's maybe not appealing for everybody. Um, so if you, if, if that's not where you would get your iron from as a food source, um, you can look at some other alternatives. So there's iron in chicken and turkey and also in fish, um, but not as much as you would get in that red meat or, or liver. Um, but people for who are vegetarians, you might want to look at um, things like legumes, uh, grains, nuts, seeds, dry fruit, especially figs and apricots have got um, good levels and, uh, and other vegetables too. Um, so uh, you, you'll get much more information if you listen back to that episode 25. Yes. And what I would just like to add there is that um, is the vegetarians and vegans especially need to be mindful of those anti-nutrients that are found within plant-based foods because they um, are known to inhibit the absorption of iron. Now, again, we do discuss this fully in episode 25. So um, I'm not going to go into detail about it here. I would really recommend that people um, go back and just listen to that episode again. Um, so, so just sort of moving on, thinking about magnesium and the key foods there would include um, green leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds, again, the legumes, the grains. So, so many of them being quite similar to iron rich foods. So this helps keep it simple when, when preparing a meal. And I really like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, thinking about the other nutrients, Karen, some B vitamins, um, there's lots of places to find B vitamins. So whole grains such as brown rice, barley and millet, the legumes that you mentioned. So I'm um, thinking beans and lentils, um, seeds and nuts, 
the dark green leafy vegetables are definitely one for everything. So when it comes to all the mm -hmm. uh, minerals, you, you'll get them there. And um, we've talked about red meat and poultry and fish. Um, you'll find some um, B vitamins in some egg and dairy products too, and a little bit in some fruits, things like citrus fruits, avocados and bananas. So again, it's like, you know, if you've got a, a variety of different foods, um, you're going to have a great opportunity to get um, a range of, of B vitamins. Um, and it's all about ensuring that, you know, you, you're having variety, but you're also consuming enough um, and that you're consuming these foods consistently. And then that'll help prevent any insufficiency occurring. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I, I think it's all about consistency, consistency, consistency. So, um, so, so just thinking finally about copper. Some of the foods containing this nutrient include fish and seafood. So, thinking about prawns, lobsters, salmon, uh, vegetables, especially mushrooms and sweet potato. Um, legumes again. Um, thinking especially about tofu. Um, and chickpeas, but also some others as well, nuts and seeds. But also um, there's some found in dark chocolate, which may appeal to some people, and also in uh, in avocados. Great. Who knew that you could get so much from your avocado on toast? <laughs> it's <Indeed>. quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just round up these nutrients. Um so, you know, from all the lists of all the different foods that we've talked about today, it's obvious that these nutrients can be found in lots of different foods. Um, and, and often, you know, one food contains several nutrients. So that's really helpful. Um, but it's all about eating foods regularly. And that's going to help you prevent um, nutrient levels being depleted. So, Karen, I think now is the time to um, go straight into your key takeaways from this episode. Yeah. Okay, Aileen. So my key takeaways from today would be, um, so we talk about the four key nutrients here, but I think it is important to remember there are many involved um, in energy production um, in some capacity. So, so just be mindful of that. These four nutrients, so we've spoken about iron, copper, magnesium and the B vitamins, tend to have multiple roles within the Krebs cycle. So in that energy production but especially magnesium and the B vitamins. Remember that poor energy pr production could impact on your everyday health and your running performance. And also poor energy could result in poor recovery from training, as well as an increased risk of injury and illness linked to your training. Uh, what I would suggest is to help prevent insufficiency of any of these key nutrients it would be important to eat the foods that contain them frequently and keep it consistent. And also some foods contain all of the ingredients, like you were saying, avocado and toast, Aileen. Um, so this really helps keep it simple and easy when preparing meals and snacks. So, for example, legumes, nuts and seeds, also avocado, um, contain most of the nutrients that we've spoken about today. So those would be my key takeaways, Aileen. Oh, thanks, Karen. That's uh, really helpful as always. Very insightful. And I think everybody will, um, well, it's, it's just nice to go a little bit deeper and know how your energy has been made. And um, 
just understand what's going on in those mitochondria and why you need to keep them fed well. So thanks again, Karen, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we really hope that you found our insights useful. We've got a question for you. Would you like to know how to put our advice into practice and how to take some easy actions? If your answer is yes, then please don't miss the opportunity to sign up for our next free online training session. It's going to be on Zoom and we'll be there to share more steps in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method with you. And most important of all, we'll be there in person. So we'll be able to answer any of your questions on the spot during the training. Karen and I absolutely love podcasting, but we love interacting with you even more. So we can't wait to meet you in our Zoom room. If you'd like to register, it's very easy. All you need to do is look out at the episode show notes, uh, look at the top of the page and click the booking link there and we'll send all the details to you. So if you'd like to be a healthy woman, healthy runner for many years to come, please come and join us and don't miss out on our next free training. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as Best Leggings for Running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.